are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Come back to America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290. 402-342-1290 is the number. We're going to talk about this segment, the um, performance, I guess I would say, of Tom Price, Secretary of HHS nominee in front of the Senate Finance Committee, probably the most um, influential committee committee in, uh, with regards to uh, healthcare um, oversight. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. And he uh, faced some uh, political heat, and then he also answered many, many questions again. Yes, he did. And, uh, you know, this was probably, I, I honestly think this was probably more contentious than him in front of the help committee. Um, just because you had some, you know, outside of Elizabeth Warren on help, you know, you had Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer blasted off on him uh, all week and uh you know it's kind of controversial i mean you've got donald trump president trump having his set of core principle and things that he wants to do in regards to social security medicare and you got tom price who kind of thrown some of those things for a curveball and he's kind of had some different ideas than the than the president and so, uh, you know, it'll be very interesting. I mean, one of the ideas he has is for people to opt out of Medicare and Medicaid and choose tax credits to pr- uh, purchase private plans. But one of the things that was uh, a problem in those r- r- uh, tapes was that a lot of Americans might not have the money to afford the premiums and, b- until they get the uh, price, uh, the, the uh, tax, tax credit, right? Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. And that's exactly what... You know, in some of the articles they were saying was, is this a good idea? Maybe. But a lot of the people aren't going to have the money to uh, pay those premiums until they get the tax credit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So Tom Price was in charge of, or in front of the, the committee. He he was there for over four hours. I mean, man, I don't think they even took a break. Um, no, they if, didn't. What if you had to go to the bathroom? I guess. Ooh, step out. No, no chance. But um he uh he I thought he did really well and so here are his top ten takeaways from the Tom Price uh, hearing the Tom Price hearing and um I thought it was uh, uh it was pretty interesting because it started with some some fireworks he number one began with his um you know the uh, ranking member questioning him over some investment interests I don't know if you 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 saw that uh, yes. because he has some interest in a medical device, I believe. A medical com- device company. company that um, I think it was a broker actually advised him uh, to purchase. And uh, anyways, he had to um, go ahead and um, you know disclose all of that information as part of the nominee process and had to go through that exercise. But aside from that, which was a, a big theme in the program, here are the top ten uh, issues that takeaways from the Tom Price hearing, and uh, by the way, these uh, top ten 
issues are brought to you by the good folks at HKG Medicare Solutions. They uh, were nice enough to stop by here, and uh, you're going to be uh, looking forward to uh, uh, hearing and learning a little bit more about that uh, wonderful organization and uh, all that Holly can do for you to uh, help you uh, with your Medicare needs because that's an important part of the thing. So uh, check out HKG Medicare Solutions. Uh, they've got a Facebook page, and you can find out all of their information there because Medicare is a big theme for this. Yes. Another theme is pre-existing conditions here to stay, and that's number one on our list. Uh, Tom Price clearly making it pretty much clear that it doesn't look like somebody that does have a pre-existing condition will be losing that coverage. Number two, Medicaid expansion, huge uh Huge question mark. We talked a little bit about that, the the future of that. <coughs> Number three, protections for mental health and other essential health benefits. That was a, an important thing that was discussed and is going to be need to be considered. Number four, Medicare solvency and the future of the donut hole. People that uh, are going on to Medicare need, uh, need advice on that. That's why they should uh, work with folks like uh, Holly at HKG Medicare Solutions. Because the, the, the folks uh, that do need drugs through the Medicare Part D program uh, sometimes have to come out of pocket quite a bit, and it uh, is really important that you have the right plan uh, to do that. And um, the future of the donut hole is, is on the table. Stabilizing the individual market, like I said, uh, some right. of those ideas I talked about last week. Number six, regulatory impact of HHS on rural hospitals. They talked a lot about that. Uh, just to, the CEOs don't even know what to do with all of the regulations because there is so much. Number seven, Medicare privatization was a big theme. They talked about privatizing right. Medicare. Right. And um, then finally, uh, Medicare innovation. He seemed to be a fan of it, but um, didn't seem to be a fan of the government dictating uh, to uh, physicians wh which types of treatments they should do. Right. Uh, number nine, public health uh, issues. Lots of folks were concerned about um, some of his, I guess, uh, conservative positions and um, were, were concerned that uh, he might not be in favor of funding things like the uh, Centers for Disease Control and stuff like that, which is uh, clearly not true. And uh, anyways, he uh, talked about how as a legislation or as a uh, administrator, he would focus more on administrating the laws, not on public policy. Right. Yes. I, I did hear that. And that was actually refreshing to hear. And then number 10, future of the children's health insurance program. Chip. He actually said that he would be in favor of reauthorizing it. They said, would you reauthorize in favor of reauthorizing it for five years? He's like, I do it for eight. Okay. So there, there you have it. Uh, let's take a, a call here on uh, America's Healthcare Challenge 402. 342-1290. We've got about uh, a minute or so before our break. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I uh, listened to what you guys had to say at the beginning of your show. I haven't been able to listen to your show lately, but I wanted to listen to it today because obviously what Trump had signed. And uh, the, just to head off, because you only got a minute, I guess, um, basically uh, you mentioned the idea of the executive um, <clears throat> order you did sign, from what I understand, he stopped uh, the cabinet members that are in charge. There's like three cabinet members, I guess, in charge of the um, of enforcing the Affordable Care Act. And uh, supposedly in the executive order, he pretty much stated that he wants all the cabinet members not to enforce the provisions of the Affordable Care Act, uh, which I think is very under. I haven't heard you guys say that earlier today. I know what you guys did say. 
But I think our fellow Americans need to understand that uh, if you don't if you don't want the government to control uh, you buying a product, he's pretty much stating that we're not going to control you buying a product. We will not uh, penalize you or anything like that. You will, you know, that is one aspect of why I called. Many other aspects. I don't really think the Affordable Care Act needs to be replaced. You and I will just use only one example. You guys mentioned the idea of, I think we as Americans need to look at the insurance industry when it comes to health care and ask ourselves, can we go to the doctor and ask the chop around to doctors and ask them, how much will you charge us for your services? Meaning that obviously we don't need the insurance companies to basically uh, tell us how much they're going to charge us. You guys mentioned that the uh, com- combination of insurance companies combining together six you, you said something about six to seven insurance companies now going into three. As you guys know, anytime you combine an industry like that, the prices go higher because there's no competition. So I find that interesting also. Well, so, Jim, thanks for your call. Uh, I would also say that if you look at uh, here in the state of Nebraska, there's a plan that Senator uh, Merv Reapy got passed last year to allow patients to contract with doctors and pay cash prices. And I would also say that if you look all the way back to 1999, the Aetna and Prudential merger in the health marketplace, uh, you had uh, you, all, all the indicators show that anybody who merges in the insurance market, that it doesn't do nothing but raise costs. Right. But um, we did uh, have some news, which we're going to talk about related to that, because those uh, mergers might not be happening. Exactly. Now, and we will... Uh, Report on that, 402-342-1290. Jim, thank you for the call and the thoughts, as always. Online at healthreformexplained.com, you will see uh, some of the latest uh, commentary from us that we uh, work on during the week, talking about uh, these things a little bit more in depth. And on facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, you can see uh, the Tom Price hearings. Uh, we uh, ha- have a rebroadcast. But until then, uh, just a couple minutes, and we will be right back here on America's Healthcare Challenge. We are-